Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Mike with the Meat, and we are here live on the Meatcast, Daddy Pig's Army. Um, I am joined by my good friends, Jack the Intern and Saus, a.k.a. Sloan Daddy. Boys, how we doing? Doing better, baby. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm doing meaty. I'm doing meaty. Okay. Mm. We like so, meaty. That's kind of the point of this podcast. Right. Gentlemen, we are, we are here to talk about some meat and more meat and a little bit more meat. So, gentlemen, what have you – Sloan, I, I, I want to ask you something real quick. Oh, boy. Let's hear Have you had any good meat recently? <laughs> I've had all sorts of great meat. And I've also had entry-level meat, like the kind of meat you can have all you, can, all you want to eat. And there's pretty much only one place in the world that covers those both ends of the spectrum nearly perfectly, and that's Vegas, baby. Unbelievable out there. Just spent eight days out there, and holy crap, already planning when's the next opportunity I can get back out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Jack, have you had any good meat in your oh, mouth recently? Have I had any good meat in my mouth? Um, well, try, I'm rewinding myself through the weekend. I did uh, make some ribeyes a couple nights ago. They were okay. It was a it was it was, it was okay. I did as good as I could with a college kitchen. Yeah, I, I remember you were posting some pictures. You were. Uh... What doing the dorm kitchen life or what? Yep, dorm kitchen life. It was uh, it was something. Okay, was it a hot plate for the steaks? What'd you work with? Uh, so I was working with just like a pan, not a great one. Uh, some olive oil, seared both sides for three to four minutes, and threw it in the oven to get the heat up or the temperature up on the inside just a little bit. It came out medium rare, maybe pushing medium. Um. The pan I had to work with wasn't great, and the oven I had to work with also wasn't great. So, yeah. The door okay. did not burn down, though, correct? No, it did not. You fulfilled, you fulfilled your RA duties. Well done, sir. Yeah, I did. I'm proud of you. That's, that's a good job. Good jobs. Proud of you, kid. That's, that's earning that intern label properly. They grow um, so fast. God, they do, right? Um for myself, I, when I made first a, met me, and I was sixteen. Oh, look at this! Now. You were a child. You're still I a child. Was. I am. You're still a child. Yep. Um, over or what was it? Uh, over this past weekend, I actually made a road trip up to Kansas City. I went to the uh, Chiefs Jaguars divisional round game, which was bucket list achieved. Going to a uh, NFL playoff game, that's for sure. Um, but you know, met up with our boy Larson. And uh, we had to make a stop at Joe's. Joe's is the quintessential mm. Kansas City barbecue. Uh, did not go to the um, original location. We went to one in Leewood, which is in Kansas. Um, the it place was packed. But, man, they had a burnt end plate for lunch. Oh. I, so I got good. their burnt ends. Did you get the big nasty, whatever they call it there, or the – uh, the Z-Man? No, I did not. Z-Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did not get the Z-Man. I got uh, Burn-Ins and Mac and Cheese. Solid. And it was everything I needed in my life. I was missing it. Um, 
so yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, that was my recent eats that were really delicious. Sloan, you said Vegas. Oh God, yeah. Uh, so we're not going to have this be an entire pack podcast long, but it can be. But I'll just go right to what I look forward to the most when I go out there. Of course, you can have incredible, great meals, steaks, all that. But it frankly has gotten like stupid expensive. Like the whole, you can get a steak at a buffet or like get a cheap steak back in the day because they're going to take all your money in the casinos. Yeah, that's just gone. No matter what, like even if you don't gamble, which I don't, Vegas is going to take as much of of your money as they can. They usually do it through food. That being said, what I look forward to the most is this place called Sakana. And it's an all-you-can-eat Japanese and sushi place. And you have an hour and a half. It's only 30 bucks for the the dinner dish. And they have incredibly good cuts of fish for an all-you-can-eat place. And, I mean, frankly, a lot of Japanese places I've been to, like, their quality fish doesn't even match what this place does on all-you-can-eat level. So, pro tip, if you go into those places, you immediately order all the things that they say one time only, and you work your way from there. That applies to not only Japanese or sushi, but also, like, Korean barbecue joints. Uh, like the Fogo de Chow's, the, the Brazilian steakhouses, like go straight for the protein and meat and work your way back until you're full. So, yeah, Sakana, all you can eat, man. Can't wait to get back to it. Oh, that sounds delightful. Now, uh, we're, we're trying a new format with this. We're, our, our mindset for this podcast is going to be your commute podcast here. You live in a city. You want to get to work. You, you might hit a little bit of traffic. You want to get through something kind of quick, um, get you door to door. This is going to be your podcast. So um, with that said, this week, we are going to do two different segments. Um, the first one is going to be talking about some grills and what, what the options are based on you know your price point, what you're looking for. And the other one, we're going to do a little how-to session. Um, give you some verbal magic, if you know what I mean. Um, so, Sloan, Jack, hey, girl, hey. Hey. Girl. Hey. <laughs> All right, Sloan. Hey, girl. You've been itching. You've been teasing for a hot minute. Oh, God, I have, yeah. I need to know, you just bought a new grill. What'd you get? My ass hand to me by my my uh, my beautiful woman Sarah. Because <laughs> first off, she had to uh, call me <laughs> at like oh shit, it's like seven in the morning Vegas time, um, which is three hours ahead there. Like they're delivering the grill, the grill at my house, like the LTL by LTL. So that's a this is like a pallet load, right? That they got like drop gated and delivered to the house. And I'm first trying to say, well, I'm not there. Can I schedule another pickup? And like, uh, no, because you've already confirmed this time and date and all that. Like, oh shit! All right, hold oh, on. Let me, let me let me let me call my girl. So I call her. Like, hey, I need to. Uh, there's, someone's dropping something off. I need. Are you there still? Right? Yeah, I'm going to work. She's like, uh, yeah. What is it? It's a grill. Sloan. Let's let's back this up and start with the sheer number of grills Sloan already owns and the fact that he forgot to tell Sarah. Not forgot, didn't tell Sarah. No, no, purposely didn't tell her. So yeah, there's a minimum of five (laughs) grills out on my porch, and that's 
not the ones that are inside the pores. So yeah, I, I have a, a slight <laughs> problem, but I am I am getting rid of them. Uh, there's a few people that threw out the the suggestion. Well, hey, uh, if you need to get rid of a girl, just say so. And uh, so yeah, if any of y'all pass through Atlanta, I'll uh, maybe I'll list off a couple things that I just have to part with. But uh, anyway, so this thing gets pallet jacked into uh, my driveway. Sarah takes a picture of it. She sends it to me. She texts me, and she goes, "Sloan, what the." F like just exclamation points. It's like it's on a pallet. Like, what do you do? Oh my god! Right, so, cut the chase. So obviously, it's on a pallet. It's something big. Why? Why would I want something big? Well, I was thinking I I wanted something this time around that had a large cooking area. So this has the most amount of cooking area in terms of square inches. It's usually what they measure by. So like whenever you see a model number, I'm just going to use Traeger for this instance, like five seventy five eight. 40, 1300, the new one, 1340. That's the total amount of uh, cooking space on the grill racks that they have. So I have my model is a 1300. I have oh my God. I have 1300 <laughs> inches of grill area. It is a triple rack. The only limitation I have is on the third rack where, you know, the dome. So yes, this is like a, a, a barrel looking puppy. Yeah. The 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 actual like area around the meat is a lot less up top on that third rack than it would be on the 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 second and the main rack. And also so that that, that, that affects the bread. Or or veggies, something like that, because otherwise what also happens if you fill that area up, especially like a big thick cut, you're gonna interrupt that convective flow. It's really important inside of a grill that you have that like tumbling effect going on so you're not having crazy hot spots and cool spots in certain areas so right. that that it's yeah, it's all about like you no know, like you know how that does cook anyway so let's get right to it um i have become a big fan of the pellet grills and i've i've owned a traeger grant i've already bur- i've already burned it up in a year the temp programming has already busted out of me but i liked yep. it i love how easy it was and so a few people recommended that whole Timberline XL. That's the basically the top line trigger that's out there right now. And looked into it really hard. And no, I could not justify a $3,400 um, price tag. Um, and also they're having problems with it. So I got the model that the Timberline behind it, the first Timberline. Timberline XL, not XL, Timberline 1300. And so it's a double walled grill and it's got 1,300 inches of cooking area. They had it marked down for 40% because they have the new model out. Plus, I also had a, a distributor card that got me another 30% off on this thing. So I got this grill for a steal uh, that still doesn't make Sarah happy, but I cannot wait to put this thing through its paces. And mainly, I want to do a lot of big cooks. We're talking four to six briskets at times, eight to tw- 10 chickens, like this is going to be, I'm, I'm intending to use this so I can bring a bunch of food into work and do like the whole uh, like communal like lunches and just like, you know, have that whole bonding experience. So I, I can't wait for it. I'm That's... excited to eat food off of this thing. I've had, I had food off the, the small, I call it the briefcase Traeger because it basically was the size of a briefcase, a little thicker. I had steaks off of that and it was incredible. I can't wait for steaks off of this one. And so you said that's the Timberline series, correct? Timberline, yeah, the older one, like the first gen. And if you okay. look, uh, even if you go on a Traeger's website and like look at their top line grill, which it's so badass once you work out the grills, the problem. Sorry, work out the problems. Are you talking? Uh, so is this uh, just like the regular Timberline? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, the one that looks like a uh, an iron, um, an ironwood. The frankly, the ironwood series. Like, if someone were to ask, like, hey, what what trigger would you recommend for me? I was like, well, do you have a little bit of money, extra money to spend? I would go actually with the ironwood because the entry level models are only single wall. They're not double insulated, so you burn through a shit ton more pellets. And by the way, pellets. That's actually a significant cost of cooking. It really is. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I loved about the small one I had because it was very few, but now I have this big one. But like you really like people forget about when they get they see this big beautiful grill. It's like, do you realize what how much the fuel is gonna cost you if you're like, oh, I'm gonna use this every week, you know, every day, every weekend, whatever? It's like that gets expensive in a hurry. You know, outside of just having it plumbed with gas, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no matter what, you're gonna be Using something. Okay, is this? I'm looking at this bad boy right now. Damn, Sloan. No wonder you got your ass yelled at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not I'm, me down there he pulls me aside. I'm down there and he pulls me aside. He's like, I might buy a new grill. Don't tell Sarah. And I'm like, How big are we talking? He's oh, like, No. How yeah, the I'm like, okay. Frankly, the, situ- <laughs> the, switch, the situation is not going to get better until I cook something incredibly good that she just absolutely loves and she can't say, No, it's not incredible. And it comes yeah. off a new girl. Then she can stop, uh, you know, being super pissed off at me right now. <laughs> I mean, I My wish favorite. I had a reason to drive through Atlanta, but I don't at the moment. That might, you know, I might do. Hey, pick up a grill. By the way, Jack, I got a big fl- uh, flat top cast iron uh, camp chef. If you want it, bring it up to uh, yes, I need it. Cookville and go to town with it. You got to got some work on it, but we we, we I'll give you some grills. <laughs> You, we were talking about what I'm doing last or a couple days ago. So, yeah, yeah. No, my favorite thing, we're just a little tangent here because I have to bring it up. Sloan has got dry age lockers in his living room, which prevented Sarah from putting up a true Christmas tree this year. So, you've got oh, a dry age cabinet <laughs> with little baby <laughs> Christmas trees on top of it because that's the only trees that would fit in the living room. <laughs> Oh my god! I also didn't want a big tree, but that yeah, that, she's like, well, why don't you move that? Mike, it was like that. It was like, like no, that's like you know, like why do people have wine coolers and stuff so they can <laughs> see the bottles, even though the bottles we just find inside of a standard refrigerator. I want to have that little dry age freaking locker in my living room. So yes, I may be watching the game or watching like the the great the next you know maverick whatever and i can look over and i see meat just hanging there aging looking great you know just check on hey everything looking all right there yeah it's aging just fine no i just want to i I don't need a large christmas tree taking that up sorry but i just want to say like for us it's perfect because just think you've got a christmas tree on top of the meat locker which means you know there's a full loin of ribeyes underneath the christmas tree what more could you possibly want for christmas (laughs) Yes, Santa came early, and Jesus is protecting it on top. I love it. Wow. (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) Are we doing phrasing? That's not bad phrasing. Yes. (laughs) No, that's that's pretty rough phrasing. Phrasing. Um, Okay, so... Easy, Jack. Easy, Jack. Um, Sorry, that was just... Yeah. So so for me personally... I was my I had a pit boss, um, which is a little lower price. So for those of you who are looking at grills, you'll see pit bosses are really a good chunk cheaper um, than the Traegers are. Um, 
you know, you get what you pay for, though. Um, in terms of that now, I mean, now I'm looking at it and it looks like they're, you know, kind of getting to the same cost. Um, I had a 300 series, which is like, the, it's like their smallest one that they offer. Um, and it had trouble kind of holding the temp at times and wasn't the best build quality. But, you know, for an entry-level pellet smoker, it was exactly what I wanted. And that one's been discontinued clearly as I'm on their website right now and don't even see it. Um, personally, I mean, Traeger is the name in smokers. But really, I mean, Pit Boss... If you go up to that kind of mid mid tier level of the pit boss, um, you know pit boss have a white or Sloan. Does yours have a Wi Fi Bluetooth so you can control yeah, it? Yeah, so part, yeah, so and I'll try to be quick about this. So part of also what makes Traeger a bit more expensive than Pit Boss, I and mean, frankly, they built the brand name and the awareness around them. But a big thing is is they bought out Meter. So if any of y'all had those meter probes, you've seen those, right? Okay. They bought out meter. I think it was like a couple years ago. And they also then tied them in perfectly with their control system on their control. They integrated it in. Yes, like the Wi-Fi, like integration between meter, which a lot of people use and love. Imagine that being perfectly, perfectly like dialed into your smoker, which only Traeger can do with those probes. That's a yeah. that's a big part of um, uh, why I th- um, they're just priced a little bit higher. That said, they're still they're not the best pellet smokers out there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, very close, like a Rectech. Uh, I was just gonna mention Rectech because like, you know you know about those. So what what makes those like different than what we you know what we're working on with a Pit Boss and, and any kind of Traeger? So I mean Rectech, I mean that is your top end of your pellet smokers. Um, you, I mean, obviously there's some that can go a little higher, but like there, um, there's, huh? You need to check the TDR, uh, the, the buzz bars chat right now. Cause it's very relevant to what we're talking about. What's just been posted in there. <sighs> All right. I'll continue on the rec tech park. So yes, to, pick, <laughs> to carry on with what Tom said, um, they, they build also like these competition level, uh, pellet smokers. And really what, what they mean by competition level is it's usually on a big <laughs> rolling chassis. Cause this thing's heavy or it's a trailer. Like that's what people think of when it's a competition level smoker. It's being trailer to the meat. Right. Um, that said, they also have these little small round dome models and they can get those things up to like s- between 700 to even a thousand degrees off a of pellet grill, which is nuts. Yeah. What, what's going on in the background? That all said, and they're a little bit of a premium product, what I do love about them is they go through no distribution. I mean, you buy from direct from the factory. So they're throwing they're they're taking that layer of cost, like you know, that usually it's like twenty-five to thirty-five percent that distribution layer, like if you're selling to a ace hardware or something like that, then finally the end user. They're keeping all of that, but they're putting that right back into the quality of the build and overall design of their their product. And so it is awesome it is pricey but yeah one day maybe we'll see yeah Uh, it's worth money so just so like i mean i'm on rectech's website right now um their 700 series which is kind of like our you know that's what we'll use as a base one here their temp range is 180 to 700 degrees and that one's a 500 grill right uh this one's no this one's 11 or 1200 
Oh shit, that's that, yeah, that's a big boy then. Yeah, this is a big boy. Um, see, see the one that goes a thousand degrees, the little the little guy. I haven't seen that one. But here's the thing with the full hopper, which this one has a 21 pound hopper capacity for pellets, I believe it said. 40 hours of cook time with one fill of the hopper. That is out of this world. My little pit boss that I had, um, I was refilling that hopper every two hours, three hours. I was just burning through, burning through that sucker. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, this guy. It's not, it's not insulated the same level. That's the big, that's the main difference. Right. So, they like on their website, they say for the 700, you can do 100 wings, 40 burgers, six racks of ribs, or six pork butts. God, Wait, could you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, to put that in perspective, that's their 1100, right? Uh, no, this is our the cost is 1200. No, 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 no the, the model numbers. Like it's a uh, RT 700 wood pellet grill. RT 700? Yes. yes so, that's, so that's 700 is a cooking area again, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm almost double that with the new one. Holy shit. <laughs> For perspective, <laughs> it's big. That is insane. <laughs> it's big. I got it. Um, yeah. Yikes. That is that is a number. Um, okay, Jack, I need you to focus right now, bud. I'm 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 a little distracted. I'm not gonna lie. What's I need you to focus up. I need you to focus. Jeez, holy shit. Okay. Um. Anyways, wow. Um. So to end this week's show, I mean, uh, we can do hours of grill talk. We will do hours of grill talk. Um. Right now, though. We're going to do the how-to segment of the show. Now, um, our boy C-Pred, a couple – when we recorded the last episode, that's not going to show up because, you know, I can't edit and uh, have some recording issues pop up. Um, he asked us a question. Now, Sloan, can you remind me what that question was? Basically, what, what do you recommend um, for your next grill? And if you recall, like the like the first podcast, it was someone that asked uh, what they recommended for an entry level grill. I mean, like you're just getting started. This one I, I interpreted as, what do I want for a grill that I'm actually like truly investing into as a, you know, at least a multi year use item. That's that's the way I, I picked up on it. And and frankly, like my immediate response back to that was with a with another question, which is. What do you want to do with it? It really comes down to that. So is this something that you want to, yes, like do a lot, a lot of bunch of smokes, a long smokes and pellet grills are great. Um, how many people are you going to be cooking for? Is it just you, you, yourself or a significant other or family or a bunch of friends and neighbors that that all changes that dynamic very quickly. And again, like also like, what do you want to do with like your cooking options? So right now the way I see it is like you have, you have like two ends of the spectrum. You have, I want to, I want to smoke. I want to, you know, work with that. Or just, I like the super convenience of just, you know, throwing a gas knob on and firing up like a propane grill. And there's nothing wrong with that. Frankly, most of us in our families like grew up on that. Um, what, what I found is you, if you can dial back like, the overall cooking size or cooking area you have available to you, because again, like how many times are you going to cook for enough people where you need to call it like reload that grill 
more than two times. And so you have like stage, like how often like you present cooked food to your guests and everything. Maybe once a year, if that. So if you can dial it back then, but put that quality and that, and, and that investment right back into, all right, like as much as I can get in for a, a well-insulated grill, I can't recommend that enough because fuel equals money. Like what it takes for you to cook that grill, whether it is even gas, or especially you start working with woods or pellets, woods and pellets, all that is very expensive. Trust me, if you're burning through it quickly. Tom, you, you experienced that on Pit Boss. People are going to mm-hmm. experience on Traegers. Um, it gets a little bit better with the more insulated models. Um, what I did get very close to buying, because I'm sure it's a question by many, is like, well, what if I want the best of both worlds? Yeah, like jack of all, uh, all trades. There are now grills out there that will do both um, gas, like just traditional gas uh, grilling, and it's also a smoker. You're not going to get like the best of both worlds, but it's a perfect balance. And like one of those, and someone actually did recommend it to me. It was the um, the camp. Uh, it was the Camp Chef, uh, not Atlas, but um, Apex. Yeah, look at look that up, um, uh, Tom, uh, Mike. It's, okay, what was it again? Camp Chef Apex Grill Smoker. Okay. Now look at the size of that thing and rattle off what that thing comes with for like twenty three hundred dollars. Um, I'm pulling it up. Apex, the thirty six inch one, right? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Um, this thing is a behemoth. But for um, the money, that's actually an incredible deal. Yeah. Um. So oh, hybrid but, pellet but, grill with propane but, burners and Apex Sidekick gives a variety of cooking options. Wi-Fi. Um, let's see. Let's see the, what else it's got. Um, the, the side gas burner, the Sears. Um, it's yeah. It's it's heavy duty walled. Like you you can get those, but again, like first and foremost, identify or figure out what is it you want to cook and all to be accomplished, and go from there. And my personal best tip. On top of that is don't get anything more than what you truly do need. Right. Now, Bigger, in terms of size. Yeah. Now, here is um, a real, real straightforward option if you're like, hey, my budget's under 200 bucks. I'm looking for – I have an open back door or – open yard space um, where I'm allowed to have an open flame. If you live in an apartment, townhome, um, house, whatever, you have 150 bucks, 200 bucks. The best option and the best way to really learn how to grill and cook, in my opinion, is go get yourself a Weber grill. You know, just the like Walmart old, Weber grill, right? The, the Smokey Joe Weber. Yeah. Um, I prefer the actual brand Weber because, you know, you're going to get the quality with that. Um, Go get that and just learn how to cook with charcoal. Do half – when you you get the the little uh, cylinder that you can put the charcoals in, put some newspaper in there, light it so that way you don't have to mess with lighter fluid. Do not use lighter fluid. Do not use lighter fluid. experience with that. Just like lighter fluid can mess stuff up. I had a roommate do that on my green egg. He threw lighter fluid on charcoal oh, to get started. No, and I was like, no, you no. you realize what you just 
freaking did right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I'd say almost that's Cardinal sin number one. Don't use lighter fluid. Um, build up a way to get the fire lit, get the charcoals lit from underneath. If you have one of those stacks, just put some newspapers, oh. just any paper underneath it. Go from there. And then uh, put the charcoal on one half of the grill, spread it out evenly, and then do direct indirect heat. You, you sear it, then you spin the rack, and you're learning how to cook. You really do it Guga style? Yeah. That's exactly how it does it. No way. Yeah. yeah. All right, one other tool to fire it up and get the fire going quick cordless blower. I mean, that works too. Um, my dad actually taught me how to, that's how he does, how he's always done it, and how he taught me to do it. Um, so that's wild. Right. Um, the other thing that you can do is if you have one of those, you know, um, Smokey Joe Weber's is you can put you can go to any grocery store you can go to Walmart grocery stores wherever Target Amazon you can go get those metal trays, um, at, or not metal trays you know the aluminum foil like the aluminum yeah, trays gr- like little little mini grill grates and yeah. throw charcoal right in those. Well, you don't need. I mean, yeah, you could do that. But what you could do is you could soak some uh, – this is actually how I started smoking initially was I had a small bed of charcoal in there. I put that on top, put some water in it, soak some uh, – and then like had some water in there and then put um, some like wood chunks in there because you can go to the store and just buy wood chunks um, and then just have that naturally smoking. And that's how I cook – that's how I smoke to start. Um, you can get really creative with it if, you know, if you don't have the money, like I was a poor college kid doing that. That's what you do. Yeah. You you figure out ways. Yes. It's it's nothing different. Like, yeah, throwing, yeah, like you said, like chunks you get from the store, throw them right on the grill. Technically, smoke, smoking is technically anytime you impart smoke flavor onto it. It doesn't mean how much, like how heavy or how little. So a little does go a long way still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all what you can do. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where it doesn't matter if you have two hundred bucks or a hundred bucks or thirty three hundred bucks. You can find something that matches your range that's going to be your skill level. I think the best way is to learn the basics, so that way when you go bigger, if something goes wrong, you can always rely on your basics that you learned. Um, on those first grills that you had, so um, <laughs> you remember how I learned on my on one of my first ones in co- in college, right? The gas mm. the the charcoal grill that I thought was charcoal, but it was actually a gas grill. Yeah, yeah. Also, make sure you know what's charcoal and what's gas. Yeah, very important. <laughs> if you have a tank on the bottom, it's not charcoal. If there's a spot you where a- you can attach a, cha- a tank, it's not charcoal. Don't do that. If there's a tank on the bottom of it and it starts making weird noises, run like hell. We have a lot of experience with that, too. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, I feel like that's a perfect stopping point. We can have this debate more. We'll uh, we'll, we'll um, throw out some questions here for the next episode, but we just wanted to get a quick one out, get this rolling again, get this properly moving and that way we can get uh, some more uh, 
meat in your ears and have some fun and talk about meat and barbecue and all that fun stuff. Um, it'll probably be a few weeks, <clears throat> probably be uh, probably two weeks until we get the next one out. Um, as we all, well, besides for Jack, are converging down to Southern California for straight out of stumbles, the buzz bars event. Um, yes, rest in peace. My school schedule screwing that up. Oh man. I might go to blood Sows this weekend. I hate you. <laughs> I will go there with you for the first time. Uh, no, I'm actually going like, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off here. Oh my God. I just got a great idea. That sounds incredible. Gentlemen, meat eaters, carnivores, you beautiful meat shovelers in your mouthers. Have a great week. Eat some meat. Bye-bye now. See ya.